He's the unnamed servant, the unnamed servant. And he did his work so well, so prayerfully and carefully, that he had no doubt himself he's got the right person. He convinces Rebecca's parents and family that it's the will of God. And now he says to the family, it's time for me to go. I need to be finalizing this. And they said to him, well, let's take 10 days. And he says, I don't have 10 days. And you can see the urgency of the matter here. And then they agree to call Rebecca, and they ask her this question, wilt thou go with this man? Welcome to Let the Bible Speak. This is Ian Gallagher, and today our message is on Joseph, a type, a picture of the Lord Jesus. Joseph is the closest thing to a perfect man you may find in the Bible. In all of his life, there was no fault that was found in him. Oh, yes, he was tempted, but he did not yield to that temptation. And we see here in Genesis 41 how he was elevated to a very high position in the land of Egypt. We read in verse 39, And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God hath showed thee all this, there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. Thou shalt be over my house, and according to thy word shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than thou. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand and put it upon Joseph's hand and arrayed him in vestures of fine linen and put a gold chain about his neck. And he made him to ride in the second chariot which he had. And they cried before him, Bow the knee. And he made him ruler over all the land of Egypt. And that exaltation of Joseph from the prison to the palace is the key to his typology, his picture or parallel of the life of the Lord Jesus. And that's our message today, looking at the life of Joseph as a picture of the Lord. We have a hymn to sing uh, this Love is Mine by Al Smith. And then we have a story. How long, how long did it take for you to come with the news about Jesus? So stay tuned. May the Lord bless you through his word today as we let the Bible speak. We're still on this series of searching, looking for Christ in all the scriptures, looking for types and shadows sketches of the Lord in the Old Testament scriptures. And today we go on to Joseph. How did we get here so quickly? Well, interestingly, in this amazing typology built into the scriptures, there is a line also of progressive truth in these characters, Abram, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph. Isaac is a type of the father and election. 
Isaac, did I say Isaac? Abraham is a type of the father and of election. Isaac is a type of the son and the doctrine of adoption. Jacob is a type of the two natures that are within the believer. And you know all about the struggles that there were in his life. There were highs of victory and lows of carnality, and that really is the doctrine of sanctification. When we come to Joseph, we have a type of the heir and the doctrine of heirship. And as you know, Joseph is the special one. From childhood, we all loved the story of Joseph, the boy that was loved by his father, but hated by his brothers. And then he was sold down into Egypt. Joseph, the young man that was imprisoned because of the treachery of Potiphar's wife, and then out of that prison, because he met the king's butler and the king's baker, and he interpreted their dreams, he was brought onto the stage of fame and fortune when he was asked to interpret the dreams of Pharaoh. And you remember how Pharaoh dreamed about those seven thin cattle that ate up the fat cattle, but they were no fatter and the corn heads of corn that were thin, and they ate up the fat, and they were no fatter. And Joseph, of course, interpreted that there was going to be a seven-year famine. Then they began to look for a man who might have a food program to spare the nation, and Joseph was chosen as that man. Now, the whole story of Joseph is really so vital, because you could never understand what the Israelites were ever doing in Egypt, and how God delivered them out of Egypt through the Red Sea. All of that history would make no sense if we did not understand the life of Joseph. Now, it's remarkable that this account of Joseph, which spans 93 years, we have read here that he was 17 years old when he was uh, uh, written about here in this passage, and he lived, if you check chapter 50, he lived to 110. So, you have 93 years of one life that is told in these chapters. But you'll notice how many chapters it took to relate it. There are a total of 14 chapters between chapter 37, where we read tonight, and the end of the book. And for by one chapter, that seems to be a bit of a parenthesis, a side affair. Uh, so, 13 chapters are dedicated to this whole account of Joseph. And they are given to all the various details of his treatment by his brothers, hated, sold into Egypt, two years in a prison, elevated out of prison, becoming the prime minister of the land, the savior of the nation and other nations who came to buy corn down in Egypt. And then there is that great statement that Pharaoh made, when you come to buy bread, go unto Joseph. Now, 
as Joseph came from rags to riches and saw good triumph over evil, his story is really the story of movies. It is something that is really an amazing life story in itself. And of course, every Sunday school teacher loves to tell the story to boys and girls of the boy with the coat of many colors. Now, add to that not only the amazing providence of God dealing with Joseph in so many details, but that in so many of those details, there are pictures and types and shadows of the life of the Lord Jesus. It's been rightly said that Joseph's life has more parallels to the life of Christ than any other Bible character. A.W. Pink, the Bible commentator, has recorded 101 parallels between Joseph and the Lord Jesus. Now, that's the making of a long sermon, and I do not intend to preach 101 points tonight, although we might, over a course of weeks, look at a number of them. And so tonight, it's our joy to look into Joseph's life and start here in chapter 37, and we'll confine ourselves to these 11 verses. And we're going to see that Joseph is a type of the Lord by his name, his occupation, his sonship, and his being hated by his brothers. So Joseph is a type of Christ by his name. Now, this name, Joseph, means adding. It means to add. And that really is the whole life of our Lord Jesus. He came into this world and made himself poor, that we, through his poverty, might be made rich. Now, I want to take you back to what was said about Joseph the day he was born, and about the name that was given to him. Go to Genesis chapter 30 and to verse 24. Genesis 20, uh, 30, verse 24. And this is his mother, Rachel. Now, you will know that Joseph's mother was the true love of, uh, of, I, of uh, Jacob, and she is the one that he served the first seven years for and then was deceived and he ended up with Leah, and then he was willing to serve another seven years. So any man that's willing to serve 14 years for his wife, she is his true love. And you will see here that when Joseph was born, in verse 24, she called his name Joseph and said, The Lord shall add to me another son. And that's the meaning of Joseph's name, add. He was one who would increase and give addition. And as you scan the life of Joseph, that is the story of his life. Everywhere he went, everything increased, whether it was at home, whether it was in the prison, or in the government of Egypt. We find so many details that Joseph was a prosperous man. 
For example, let's go to chapter 39, verse 2, and to the house of Potiphar. Now, Potiphar, you may remember, is that Egyptian captain who bought Joseph from the Ishmaelites to be his servant in his home. He was his slave. But it wasn't long until Joseph was recognized as a good servant and that he was given really the, the run of the house. And it said here in chapter 39, verse 2, the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And then when you look at verse 5 of that same uh, chapter, it will say that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake, and the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. And so his days in the captain of Egypt's house were days of prosperity, of blessing, and of increase until he was betrayed by the captain Potiphar's wife, and he ended up in prison. And if you go on to chapter 39, verse 21, you will find that even there that Joseph was a prosperous man. It says in chapter 39, 21, but the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And you read on down that uh, rest of that chapter that he was the keeper of the prison, and the keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand, because the Lord was with him, and that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. And we see this picture of Joseph's life. He's a man that is adding, giving increase. He has the blessing of God in everything he does. You would want to call a pastor like that. You would want to have a man that God's mark and God's blessing is upon him, that the, everything he does is signally blessed by the Lord. And then God also gave two sons. And if we go to chapter 41 and verse 51, we will learn about the sons that were given to Joseph, and we see that the first one was Manasseh. Chapter 41 and verse 51, Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh, for God said, He hath made me forget all my toil and all my father's house. And then the second son is Ephraim, and he was called Ephraim, for God hath caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. Now, this is Joseph talking about himself. The Lord hath caused me to be fruitful. And in all of these details, Joseph is a type, a picture of the Lord Jesus. Because our Lord, when he came into this world, he brought blessing 
in everything that he did. Now, I want to give you one great gospel text that the Lord Jesus preached. It's found in John chapter 12 and verse 24, where the Lord Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. And you think of the fruitfulness of the life of the Lord Jesus. Although like Joseph, he was hated and despised, and he ended up hanging on a cross and suffering there as the Savior of the world. But you think of the souls that he has saved. You think of the power of his redeeming blood, the life of the Lord Jesus. God made it to prosper. And even tonight, the Lord Jesus is gathering in his harvest in China, in Nepal, in South America, in various parts of the world. The gospel is going forth, and souls are being gathered in. And on that eternal day, when we are gathered in heaven, we will discover the fruitfulness of the life of the Lord Jesus that he truly has added to the church, such as should be saved. And so in that detail, we see the, the like, the comparison of Joseph with the Father. Now, in that category of adding, I'm going to include the name, the second name that was given to Joseph. And that name is Zaphnath Paneah. That's the name that was given to him by Pharaoh. And we're going to go to chapter 41 and verse 45, and we will see something of the value of that name. Chapter 41 and verse 45, and Pharaoh called Joseph's name Zaphnath Paneah, and he gave him to wife Asenath, the daughter of Potiphar, priest of On, and Joseph went out over all the land of Egypt. Now, that name, Zaphnath Paneah, means revealer of secrets. And of course, that's how Joseph got to where he was. That's how he got out of the prison, because he told the, the, the dreams of the baker and the butler. And he was called upon then to give uh, account for the dreams of Pharaoh. And when he accurately interpreted his dream that it meant seven years' famine, then we find that Joseph was elevated to that place. Now, just when we're here, I want to take you uh, to look at a little point, and it's chapter 4146. Chapter 4146. It says, and this is a very remarkable detail, Joseph was 30 years old when he stood before Pharaoh. And that is exactly the age that our Lord Jesus was when he was baptized and began his ministry. Another detail, but a parallel to the very life of the Lord Jesus. Now, Joseph uh, tested or revealed the secrets of men. And think of how he did this with his brothers. He revealed the wickedness of his brothers' hearts so that on the day when they came to purchase corn down in Egypt, 
You can remember the brothers weeping. You remember the brothers humbled because Joseph exposed the evil of their hearts. That's what the Lord Jesus does. He reveals the hearts of men. And how often the Lord Jesus exposed men's hearts. The Pharisees, the scribes, the Sadducees, by preaching righteousness. And the Lord Jesus, who is the light of the world, is the revealer of men's hearts. And we see that ministry in the very life of Joseph. And so all of these things come together in the names of Joseph, the name Ad, Zaphnath, Paneah, or Revealer of Secrets, we see in his name the likeness, the typology of the Lord Jesus. Then back in chapter 37, verse 2, we move along a little bit here, and we see that Joseph is a type of Christ by his occupation. And another detail comes out that he was a shepherd. These are the generations of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brethren. And here we see, as in so many other great men of the Bible, they started off as shepherds. We have Abel, we have um, David, Moses, Jacob, and now here we see Joseph was a shepherd. And would, it would have prepared him for the life's work, the caring ministry that he was going to do. And it's er important to learn that early in life. What we learn before 20 years old will shape us for life. And Joseph certainly was in the school of husbandry, of caring for the flocks, and was prepared for that ministry. And in that, he is again a type of the Lord Jesus, who was the great shepherd of the sheep. Now, in that respect, I would point out that Joseph was not only a shepherd, but he was, in his whole life, sinless. Now, relatively sinless. I don't mean that there was no Adamic sin in his nature. There was. He was a son of Jacob, and <laughs> Jacob was no uh, uh, pure man. He had in his veins uh, the, the, the tendency to sin. But in all the life of Joseph, you will not find a fault. You will not find a flaw or a failure. You will see that he is a man that is upright right to the day of his death. And Joseph was righteous. And this is attributed to Joseph. And our Lord Jesus was without sin. And Joseph then is a picture of the righteousness, the righteous life of the Lord Jesus. We may sound the depths of all the mighty oceans. We may tell the distance to the farthest star. But the mighty love of God cannot be measured. 
Its dimensions are so high, so deep, so far. This love is mine, I cannot comprehend it. This love revealed in Christ my Lord divine. When on the tree he died for me, God's wondrous, glorious, mighty love this love is mine. I behold his love. You're listening to Let the Bible Speak, and we have a story now. How long since Jesus died? An aged Mohammedan woman in Bengal asked, How long is it since Jesus died for sinful people? Look at me, I am old, I have prayed, given alms, gone to the holy shrines, become as dust from fasting, and all this is useless. Where have you been all this time? The same cry was echoed from the key shores of the farthest northwest territory. An old Eskimo said to the Bishop of Selkirk, You have been many moons in this land. Did you know this good news then? Since you were a boy and your father knew, then why did you not come sooner? Again, in the snowy heights of the Andes, a Peruvian asked, How is it that during all the years of my life I have never before heard that Jesus spoke these precious words? It was repeated in the white streets of Casablanca, North Africa, said a moor to a Bible seller, why have you not run everywhere with this book? Why do so many of my people not know of the Jesus whom it proclaims? Why have you hoarded it to yourselves? Shame on you! A missionary in Egypt was telling a woman the story of the love of Jesus, and at the close the woman said, It is a wonderful story. Do the women in your country believe it? Yes, said the missionary. After a moment's reflection came the reply, I don't think they can believe it, or they would not have been so long in coming to tell us. End of story. But I was in Singapore a number of years ago, and I heard the same thing from Chinese people. They wondered why it took so long for missionaries to come to their nation and lands with the gospel. And that will always be the cry of people around the world until this good news is told into all the world. I hope that you will not hesitate to tell the story of Jesus and his love. What an impetus for missionary work that we might take this gospel to the precious souls of men because all men need to hear. Without hearing faith, cannot come. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And so let us pray and let us go to take the gospel to others. 
You are listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio broadcast of the Free Presbyterian Church in Canada. This is Pastor Ian Golliher. If you missed part of today's program or would like to hear it again, you can find it archived by program date on our website. Just go to www.ltbs.ca. CA for Canada. There you can read my blog, find my Bible study notes, audio and video sermons, as well as helpful articles. Or you can go to our podcast on iTunes. We're on the air Sundays at 9.30 a.m. for our full church broadcast and Monday to Friday, 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. on this station to bring you the gospel from our free Presbyterian church here in Cloverdale. We also invite you to our church services on Sundays, 10.30 and 6 p.m. Through our website, you can listen and view to our online services at 10.30 and 6 p.m. Make it your Sunday worship. Click on the Live Now button on the home page of our website. Or if you would like to talk with me one-on-one as a pastor, please give me a call. The phone number is 604-897-2040. The mailing address is 187-9058 Avenue, Surrey, BC, V3S1M6. We're located just two blocks north of Number 10 Highway on 188th Street. Our website again is ltbs.ca. You can join us Monday to Friday, 5 a.m., 5 p.m., here on this station as we let the Bible speak.